Leading a fashion business in today's ever-changing economic background takes a multitude of skills along with guts, instinct and energy. In the Industry.Fashion's In Conversation podcast, we talk to the people who are in possession of all of those qualities and more, including those who have set up their own businesses or those who have risen to the top of fashion businesses, large and small. We delve into the background of these leaders' careers, find out what drove them to success, what continues to motivate them and what their ambitions are for the future. We also get their take on how they see the industry developing, along with their advice for those wishing to follow in their footsteps. Jody Plows is the CEO of Nobody's Child. Established in 2015, Nobody's Child is a London-based women's wear brand, creating responsible clothing with materials that have a lower impact on the planet. Jody first joined the company just before the start of the pandemic and brought years of experience from brands including New Look, F&F Clothing and Reese. Jody speaks to Sophie Smith, news and features writer at the industry.fashion, about her role as CEO, the benefits of launching at retailers like Marks and Spencers, and the impact of social media and celebrity partnerships on brand growth. Hi Jodie, welcome to the podcast today. It's so great to have you on. How are you? Hi there, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really well. So glad to hear. Um, I'm really excited to have you on and I'd just, I'd love to start off the podcast by speaking a little bit about yourself first before we get into the whole world of Nobody's Child. So could you just tell me a little bit about your career background? Yes, sure. So, um, well, I started working on the shop floor at the age of 15 and I just absolutely loved it. I loved the pace, I loved the product, and I loved working with people. And after I finished my degree, it just seemed the absolute natural progression to follow my passion in fashion. So I started my career back in the 90s uh, as an allocator in merchandising at River Island. Um, And I really learned there how to trade the skill of retail um, and detail and every, everything really from the start what, the start of the product lifestyle all the way through to keeping the customer at the heart of everything. And I spent 11 years there really honing my talent of planning and trading. Um, and then I moved on to Reese. And I, I suppose at, at Reese, I got the opportunity really to implement my passion for product as well. And I took more of a role of buying and merchandising. Uh, and it was luxury fashion and a really exciting time there. So I suppose in summary, I've been very fortunate to have worked for four major retailers, uh, including F&F and New Look, um, from supermarket to luxury. Uh, and uh, amongst all of those years, I was very privileged to work for mer- many inspirational leaders and visionaries at that time. Um, so, yeah, that really sums up my 30 years in retail. Amazing. So did you join Nobody's Child as CEO or did you have another role there before and then work your way up? Yeah, so the connection uh, with Nobody's Child is I joined there at end of 2019. Um, I worked for Tom Singh at New Look. He was the founder at New Look and he's an investor in Nobody's Child. And uh, Tom and Andrew Zenny, the founder, um, asked me if I would come and uh, lead the Nobody's Child team. There was like an 
a slight integration period of me coming in. Um, and then they gave me the role of CEO. And I suppose what really attracted me to that role is that it was just this lovely small brand that had a, a gorgeous loyal community, um, this organic celebrity endorsement and this lovely strong product handwriting and just loads and loads of opportunity. And so um, when I took over at the end of 2019, uh, it was just moments before we went into a pandemic. So uh, <laughs> it was a quite a, a weird time, I suppose, to take on um that brand but I just knew at that point it would be an incredible opportunity to take a brand that had these foundations and be part of taking it to the next level. Yeah and it's slightly different for you I guess because obviously Nobody's Child is all about sustainability Um, and you've been at obviously many other sort of big names there but what was it like sort of coming into a brand that is slightly different in that aspect to the others? Yeah, I mean, it's a very different role to what I've, I mean, I've taken lots of aspects of my career and brought that into Nobody's Child, but some of that might be what good looks like and other of it might be things we absolutely shouldn't do. So I think, and that's having that wealth of experience has been able to really give me that foundation. Um, but yeah, quite a, quite a very different role to some of the past roles I've done. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. So just talking a little bit more on the sustainability line, because it's obviously so important to the brand. I'd just like to find out a little bit about how exactly is Nobody's Child sustainable and sort of what have you done uh, while you've been there as CEO to sort of enhance this? So the ethos and DNA of responsible fashion was at the heart of the brand when it was founded back in 2015. Um, I am very passionate about everything sustainable and have been throughout my career, even though I have worked for some fast fashion value brands along the way. Um, and I think at Nobody's Child, we're on a journey and we don't profess to be perfect in everything we do. What we're doing here is making better decisions. And I think responsibility over the last few years has really gathered in momentum for consumers and retailers and become like top of the agenda of how we want to live our lives and how we want to shop. So I think um, it's multifaceted on our approach. But to give you some background, I think one of the important moments uh, was back in 2019, 2020, when I started working with the Right Project. So these are three super women in sustainability, like real experts. And they worked alongside me um, on a very like ambitious roadmap uh, and strategy that would take us through the next three to five years. And I think, you know, we don't want it to be um, just an initiative at Nobody's Child. We want it to be at the heart of what we're doing. So we work really closely on this foundational strategy. And I think one of the moments that we're really proud of is our fabric choices. So fabric choice accounts for 80% of a product's impact on the planet. So your fabric choice is so essential. And I am really proud that 
uh, around 90% of our fabrics at Nobody's Child are certified responsible fabrics. So we use some really key renewable viscose. We use organic or transitional cotton. And the team are really laser focused on what are the right fabrics for us and what are the new innovative fabrics that are coming through. So I think that part, you know, we're really serious about it. Um, when it comes to the rest of the roadmap, we're also looking at uh, waste, um, other parts of the planet, people, uh, clear, measurable actions as we go through to the next few years. And you know, none of this is is easy stuff, especially with a very small team that we've got in house. Which is why you know we have to just like all work at this continually and and see it as a journey. Absolutely. And you just mentioned your sort of in-house team there. Um, And when you joined, it was quite a smaller brand than what you were used to. So talking a little bit more about your role as CEO, what do you sort of do in all of this? Yeah, I mean... Uh, well, obviously, I've got a strategic position in, in the business. And in the last two years, I, that's really been focused on repositioning our brand, um, our brand, setting our brand vision, our tone of voice, our values and our culture. But I mean, let's be really honest and clear. I'm very hands on. When you're in a small business like this, everybody gets involved um, we've got a very much a one team culture. So we don't work in silo. That's very different to any corporate business that I've been in. So I think that, you know, there's some of the key points that we're doing on a day to day basics. I'm, I'm very involved in the product. Also, um, I suppose, and most importantly, uh, I get the privilege of leading this lovely, talented team at Nobody's Child, which is growing. So we're also, you know, recruiting for, for more people. So yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite diverse the brand growing under your reign as ceo what what's that like yeah i mean it's the best thing i've ever done in my career uh hands down so um i'm very proud of the brand it's a team effort and when i say team effort it runs all the way through we've i've got some amazing shareholders and founders who are very, very supportive, and it's like a family. Uh, we make decisions together, and they're always there uh, to troubleshoot with me. Um, I've recruited some amazing people, some of them that were made redundant through the pandemic, so some lovely stories, and we continue to do that. So I would say um, it's work in progress under my reign, but I think that we're always striving to do better at Nobody's Child, so I think, yeah, it's the best thing ever. That's really great. And it takes me quite well on to my next question, just to talk about some possibly of the highlights that have happened since you've been there. So obviously, I know that last year, uh, Marks and Spencer uh, acquired a stake in Nobody's Child, and they also offer uh, your clothing online and in store. What was it sort of like to uh, for that to happen? How did it feel? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, the MS journey has been exceptional. So, and it really started in the middle of 2020 uh, when we started working on the proposition that Nobody's Child would be the first brand on the MS website. And in October 2020, you know, this moment when we launched Nobody's Child and the press that we got, uh, it was just such an exciting time. We worked really closely with the team in MS to create a blueprint for their brand strategy, which obviously is really successful. Now we're standing here 
uh, at the end of 2022. Um, and we still remain one of the top brands on their website. So I would say like e- exceptional journey. And I think the MS investment last November was such a key milestone for our business. You know, on a day-to-day, we still run as an independent fashion brand. So that looks and feels the same. But what we're part of is this M&S family, where they give us help and a support, and support across functions. Um, they help leverage our scale and accelerate our growth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's been incredible. What other retailers is Nobody's Child available in that might have... Uh helped grow the brand a little bit more and like widened your audience and your reach. Yeah. And I think we were with ASOS uh, originally. That was our other main like partner, retail partner. And then after, and then having, after launching on M&S, that really gave us the platform. So since then, we're very fortunate to be working with some incredible retailers. So our John Lewis launch was very successful. Um, and we're, we're growing that with them. Phoenix most recently. Anthropology was a real highlight for us. Uh, and the N Brown group where we launched Simply Be back in 2020, which really took us on our inclusivity journey of extended sizes. They supported and held our hand with that as a project. And so now we're really proud that we offer these extended sizes up to size 28 across retailers. And I think really our ageless proposition of product and this feminine handwriting with this USP of affordable responsibility has just really resonated with a customer. And it doesn't matter if she's a younger customer on ASOS or an older customer on M&S. It just seems to really cut through. So, yeah, all of those partners, really important to us and the growth of our brand. Why would you say this is important to add affordability aspect to sustainability? Because often it can be quite expensive. Yeah, so I think it's of paramount importance to be making this more accessible. So um, we there are absolutely beautiful designer brands out there doing something similar to us at a a very expensive price point. So to be able to offer this um, to, you know, your your normal everyday person, uh, ageless mums and daughters, and know that they're making a more responsible choice using less water, less chemicals, less impact on the planet at a great price point, and it's a beautiful dress or other product category area, is the driving force before behind everything we're doing. So I think, yeah, we feel absolutely passionate about that. And what's your feedback like sort of on a everyday sort of basis? How do customers respond to Nobody's Child? Yeah, I mean, it's just an absolute delight when we meet customers. We've got our Carnaby Street store, which has been a real highlight for us being on such an iconic road. And we get to meet our customers all the time and showcase our product. Um, And also we were lucky enough to feature at the Happy Place Festivals this year with our partnership with Fern Cotton, where we all were there, the whole team. And we met so many of our wonderful customers 
And it really, you know, and it really um, hit home how inclusive we are and how ageless we are. So, yeah, we love hearing from them, you know, and we hear that they found us online or they found us at Carnaby or they found us at M&S or wherever. So, yeah, it's really lovely. And there's something really special about seeing customers face when they're seeing your product and trying on your product. So I think that's really important. So I know that you obviously launched your collection with Fur Cotton quite recently. Why did you decide to do this for one? And like how effective are sort of celebrity partnerships like this for the brand? So this is our first celebrity partnership. So, you know, we've been a tiny brand growing. And uh, back in 2019, Fern Cotton was wearing our product organically. And we would all be like in amazement when she was wearing it and I you know I remember saying back then to the shareholders you know when we get big enough it would Fern would be the one she'd be amazing to have a partnership with you know she's so um she she's so uh inspirational and you know very much in tune with our wellness and loves our brand and you know and wears it so well so I think fast forward two years and the partnership is everything I could have dreamed of. So it's really authentic. I think our customers love it. We can tell that from how um, the appetite for the, her product and her collection. Uh, she loves the responsibility messaging with us and she feels very passionately about that. And yeah, I'm really thrilled about it, to be honest. I think that it was, it's been amazing for the brand this year and the team did an incredible job of working with Fern's team to turn it around. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really lovely. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I'm hoping that the partnership, you know, continues for a long time with Fern. Yeah. So how much involvement does she have on something like this then? Yeah, no, Fern's in, comes in the office. She's building that collection with our designers and our team. Um, you know, we were at the festival, so our partnership's really close as a brand with her. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's exactly as I would have wanted the partnership to have been. Um and I think, you know, that for, it's such a big thing for a small brand like us to do a partnership like this. So I and I think that she feels the same way with us. It, she would very much only select the right people to work with. So there's a real synergy there of our values as well. I'm Tom Shearsmith, news editor at TheIndustry.Fashion, and I'm here to remind you that every day we dedicate ourselves to producing daily news, features and insights to keep our readers up to date and ahead of the curve of events changing the UK fashion market, such as breaking stories, interviews and analysis. Remember to check in every day to stay up to date. All of our content is free to view, and why not sign up for our free daily update newsletter? Can you see yourself like having more partnerships in the future, whether that's more sort of work with Fern or like extra celebrities or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, the celebrity endorsement that we've had as a brand has been invaluable for our sort of brand awareness and reach, if you like. Um, but But I mean, again, I stress that since uh, the beginning of the brand, this has really been organic gifting. So this there hasn't really been any paid partnerships. So this one really is a true partnership. And at the moment, we're not looking to have anyone else partner with us in the way that Fern does. Um, I think 
social media and that immediate connection with our customers is really important to us um, across all ages. So we continue to have amazing celebrities like Holly Willoughby or Sienna Miller uh, or Lorraine or, you know, a multitude of different um, celebrities wearing the brand that we're super proud of. Uh, and I think, we, you know, we continue we continue with that strategy as a brand. And I think if they love the product, love the brand, then they'll, con- you know, they'll continue to wear our product. You're, you're gaining sort of uh, promotion as it is uh, organically, as you say, from their posts. But what do you do at Nobody's Charge yourselves? Yeah, I mean, I think social media is really important for this emotional connection with our customer, keeping them up to date, what we're doing on product, our tone of voice. So they really get some insight of our brand, maybe people. Um I I think obviously that encourages people to go to our website and buy our product. I don't know if it gives a massive push on our uh, reach of buying unless you've got lots of different celebrities or influencers wearing it. I think really what's impacted our brand awareness in definitely this spring summer is the amount of lovely articles we've received as a brand. So whether that's um, the Times or... um, different publications I'm not going to list them all or different publications and that may be around something responsible that we're doing or just that with the with a brand that everyone's wearing this season that halo effect for sure we have seen has been so beneficial for the brand so I think when you put it all it's really hard to just say it's one thing I think you have to look at it all they're just separate pillars of yes they're all really important ways to communicate with our customer uh, but ultimately what the the beauty of David's child has been this word of mouth you know it's been somebody going to a barbecue or a wedding in the summer and saying oh, where, where's your dress from or you know where's your jumpsuit from and somebody just saying I found this brand it's really lovely and it's responsible and that word of mouth piece uh, you know I suppose just amplified is an article in a publication it's just the same thing an editor feeling the same way a celebrity wearing it and feeling the same way so when you put when you put all of those things together start to get the magic really of having this reach Absolutely. And I guess it's the the wider the reach gets and the word of mouth sort of like increases even more. So it's uh, can hopefully only go up from there. Um, so talking a little bit more about reach, I guess, though, you said mentioned your store on Carnaby Street. That must be a little bit of a pull for potentially well existing and new customers because it's quite a hot spot. Do you have any plans for other stores? We love the Carnaby Street store. It's been a real gem for us um, yeah. coming 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 out of the lockdowns. At the moment, there's no current plans to roll out a store estate for us. We're going to maintain a very much digital first brand. Um, what is exciting is we're rolling out into stores with our partners. So we're currently in 12 stores in M&S and um, we're looking at more stores in John Lewis. We've just launched in stores in Fennec. Um, so I think naturally we'll have more of a store uh, um, positioning and presence through partners. Um, and then, you know, potentially we're going to look at some pop-ups um, and we will definitely feature at the festivals again this year. That was such a highlight for the brand. Um, yeah, and then we'll see. So I'd just like to know sort of like when you started, first started, did, was there any like 
goals that you set yourself in the role and have you achieved any of them yet or are you en route to achieving any of them yet? Yes, I mean, there has been so many goals. We've set ourselves and we've slightly, you know, um, amended those or evolved them as we've gone. But yeah, I mean, that to pick out some real highlights of of goals um, and achieving them, I think, uh, well, personally, I set myself a goal of really stretching across new areas, having such a product and merchandising background. You know, I had a real appetite to learn more about the digital side and the creative side of the business. So that's been a a very strong goal of mine for some time. Um, And, you know, and as I said, that's work in progress. I think that one of the big goals is building a culture. So, you know, at Nobody's Child, we're trying to do something different uh, here. And it really comes from the team. Um, we've got shared values which we've embedded and you know we're empowering our teams and so the culture piece is just continues to be really really important to us Um, when it comes to the responsibility side we've set many ambitious goals which will some of them which we're achieving some of them which we're working towards Um, and then I also think you know constantly uh, we're thinking about this goal and vision of affordable feminine fashion which just again it's it runs through everything and sort of maintains a really clear goal so I think within that there's what there's some personal ones and some more brand ones for you what are your ambitions or targets for nobody's child going forward are there any standout ones or even little ones yeah so we absolutely have some big plans for 2023 onwards for such a small brand um However, we really want to grow this brand sustainably. Um, We'll continue with our progression and our responsibility um, journey. Um, We're planning to take the brand international. So um, with the new partners um, and we, you know, we're definitely moving and transitioning um, nobody's child uh, from what was predominantly a dresses brand to a lifestyle brand so some really exciting steps I would say looking forward to next year are you allowed to tell me any of the international lifestyle plans or is it un- a bit secretive <laughs> well no there's uh, there's new partners which will be watch this space that will be launching with uh, in the new year and also, yeah, I mean, we're really proud that we've launched many product category areas this year uh, that, that give us more confidence of moving towards the direction of being a lifestyle brand, whether that's denim or outerwear or swimwear. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, it's exciting. Oh, well, I can't wait to see what Nobody's Child has in store for 2023 and beyond then. Thank you so much for speaking to me, Jodie. It's been an absolute pleasure and it's been so great to find out more. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. If this fashion leader's story inspired you, why not head over to our website at theindustry.fashion or find us on your favourite podcast platform where you can hear from many more leading industry figures. Don't forget to subscribe so you can be sure that you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review or rating. If you would like to suggest names that you would like to hear on the podcast, feel free to drop us a line at press at theindustry.fashion. And remember to visit www.theindustry.fashion for your daily fashion fix and to sign up for our free daily update newsletter.